0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Kilo Chasers podcast. I'm your host Eric Dahl, and with me, as always, is Mister Matt Ware. How we doing, sir? What's up? How you doing?
1: I'm doing all right. To answer your question, <laughs> how are you? It's one of those nights. How are you doing, buddy?
0: Well, you know, it's been an interesting afternoon. You know, we talked earlier, and I was in the midst of going back to tear into my well, turf further into my wife's car and try to yeah. fix it. Well, not try to fix it, but actually fix it, and made some not so great decisions on well they're good decisions but it's stupid because I think I wasted money but I can always return it so basically the uh, I can't verify where the oil leak is coming from so and I f- realized that I have to replace the o-rings on the fuel injectors which I have to pull out and they're the little kits per injector is like 12 bucks and they're 5 days out and I have to have a tool to pull, pull the injectors. So I'm like, <laughs> let's really do some like investigation on this oil leak here. Yeah. And I couldn't, I can't verify that it's a valve cover gasket. So until no. I can do that, I'm just gonna, I'm going to put it back together with the water pump and the new water pump, new coolant pipe crossover yep. thingy and replace the one part, one tiny little plastic piece of shit that I broke. <laughs> and then I'm going to proceed to spend three hours cleaning the front of the engine and trying to get that to where I can actually trace the yeah. oily. So that's and, what then, I was and say. then she can drive it. I mean it's not it's like losing like I don't know, like half a quart a month, which it's a Range Rover. So that's yeah. actually like, you know.
1: Yeah. That's about right i mean it is about right you know i used to drive a bmw and that you were just like you knew that those things burned oil regardless if there was a leak or not you Mm -hmm. were still losing about a quarter month
0: yeah 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 and so i mean it's just like i mean it's making your oil go further right sure that's what that's what my (laughs) old buddy he had a dotson dotson uh it was like a 240 Okay. It's either two forty or two. I know I'm going to get yelled at by somebody for not knowing the difference. <laughs> but I don't remember because he had both at different times, and I can't remember which one it was. But he would go like a year before we do an actual oil change on it. Right. And I'd be like, "What is your deal?" He goes, "I don't know. I just change the filter every like six every six months, and I put a quart of oil in it a month." I'm like. But oh. that, he goes, yeah. he goes, <laughs> it runs. I'm like, yeah, but he goes, that's it. It runs. That's,
1: it. that's all, yeah, that's all you need to know.
0: And if for whatever reason the motor does like let loose, back then it was like 200 bucks for a rebuild kit. And yeah. I don't know if you've ever opened the hood of a 240 or a 200, there's gobs of room mm-hmm. and like, it's, it's almost a weekend project to pull the motor, rebuild it and put it back in. If you know what you're doing. And that guy was fucking awesome on the wrenches.
1: Well, with the Datsun too, I, my first car was a Datsun, a little, uh, Datsun pickup. A little, oh, little yeah. like it's a, it was a dual cab or not dual cab, but like they called it like the super cab, it didn't even have a door. It was just like had a little bit of space behind the seats. No,
0: oh, it had like that little like six inch yeah. window or yeah. whatever.
1: Yeah. Had a yeah. little it had like a pop up, uh one of the pop up sunroofs and like yep. the like the A frame type uh <laughs> rear view mirrors. Yep. <laughs> it was awesome. School bus orange. Dude, I did oh, so much better. to that thing. You yeah. It was better. it was awesome. I loved it. So yeah, no, yep. I, I know know what you're talking about there.
0: Those things are classics. That was like that really if you couldn't afford a low rider, like a proper low rider, like that was the, that was like the birth of the mini truck. Yeah. Was it, I was agree. that, that little yep. truck, that one I remember, the, the Mazda B 2000 or whatever, those, t- those oh, two dude. trucks. And yeah. My, uh, my sister-in-law had a, Oh, was it? What was it? It wasn't a Chevy. Maybe it was a Chevy love. It was either a Chevy love or a Ford courier but it was just tiny little baby blue step side, single cab. Nice. Dude, frickin awesome, awesome little truck. And I, she doesn't even know what happened. She can't remember what happened to it, but <laughs> those things, yeah. so those things are awesome. A buddy of mine had one and we had, we uh, did a small block swap on it. That thing was just, <laughs> it was a skating rink, man. You could keep uh, traction. Dude,
1: I bet, yeah. man, that thing was, those, those step sides were cool for sure. Yeah. 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 So,
0: but, so Ooh. you trained today. I obviously did not. I had soccer this morning that went we woke up at well, I woke up at four thirty to get out of that everybody out of the house on time. Yeah. To get oh to the- man, four thirty. Well, I gotta get up. I gotta like get I my know. okay. And I am used to that time. Well unquote, yeah, that's my regular wake up time. But yeah. like I quote unquote woke up at four thirty. So I got right. out of bed around five, made coffee right. and yeah. Yeah. shoveled everybody else out of bed and into showers and got to the uh Indoor soccer place at like 6.30, 6.45, and the girls played okay. We learned a lot. I learned a lot um, as a coach. It was fun. Um, last weekend, we had awesome games. We just freaking crushed it, yeah. and we played a better, better team, better coach. Um, and so I learned a lot in the way – not just the way he coached, but the way these girls played, and I le- learned – and then so the – are like i guess manager general manager or whatever head coach for the um it's called G13 so all the girls are born in in 2013 okay and so he he is the head coach for all of the G13 um teams and okay. the guy is the head coach for Tiger soccer tiger girls soccer and he's been doing this shit for like 30 years so he was there Oops. and he we were talking, and he was talking to the girls, he'd talk to me and he'd be like, Why are they doing this? I'm like, Okay, well, this is what we've been coaching them. He goes, Okay, that needs to change. So <laughs> there it is. And I mean it's it it works right. against teams that don't see it coming. Um, mm-hmm. but if a team is more organized and the girl and they talk, like our girls don't talk for shit, and I don't know how to get them to talk. But this other team was just, I mean, they ran plays and they're 10 years old. Like I'm, I mean, that's, yeah. That's good, that's <laughs> but like, like I said, said in the garage earlier, I was like, this guy was born and raised in football, not soccer In football. <laughs> and, and there is a difference there. There is a huge difference. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. So, and I, I've played as him in the past and, and. Every time we've gotten just the last I think the last time we played him, it wasn't that bad because we had just it was the end of the season. I think his team was our only two losses that year, which was awesome. But it sucked to lose to him twice. So, well, you know, I mean, it's always I've always thought about this. And, and,
1: you know, when you're a player, you never really understand this. But like, it's good to lose. Mm hmm. You know, it's good to understand like that feeling of losing and what it means to lose and how to, like you just said, how to learn from it. And I think that's a really valuable lesson.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, and you know, you posted, uh, something on your Instagram a couple of days ago about failing and, um, I shot you a a quote for Mm -hmm. for something earlier this week, um, Mm -hmm. kind of along the same lines, um, if it's not if you're not scared it's not heavy enough if you're mm-hmm. not failing you're not going hard enough in whatever you're doing like if you play it, if if you're going just hard enough to where you're like you know where failure's at well you think you know where failure's at and you stay just just on the edge of that you're yeah. not you're not living up you're not you're not building to your full potential so and i tell the girls that all the time because I mean this is kind of on on the other side of not really failing but pushing the boundaries on fouls right on, yeah. on drawing a penalty yep um, if you play it safe, you never know what that line is. The other girls might know where that is and they'll push you around and and they'll play the ref but until you actually get called, then you know how far you how far to go. Before yeah. you know, before you get called on it. Same thing with failure. Once you fail, you're like, okay, I know not to go that far again, or I know how to recover, or to or to be prepared for that failure. So that when I do fail, it's not because of that. It's because of something that's that's I've worked past that failure, and right. now I've I've moved on to an entire another level. It's kind of like right. the. I don't know. You remember playing Mortal Kombat? the towers of people. Like, yeah, well, yeah, you yeah know, totally. it's just the same thing. Just like that. Yeah. So,
1: you know, it, it's like, um, failure. Like the way I, I kind of look at it as failure is like my next goal. So where I'm failing, okay, write that down. Now, now my goal is to get past that, uh, like checkpoint. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to lead me to another checkpoint, which is my next failure. And it's not like I'm, I'm, uh, saying that everybody should fail and that's how you should be. I'm I'm just saying that like a lot of people um, are scared of failure. And so th- like you said, they ride that line right before it uh-huh. or, or they're like, they fail and they just let their world collapse and they give up. And that's the point in which, you know, you got to just take a look in the mirror and say, you know, why am I doing this? Because I want to, or am I doing this uh, because, you know, to be cool or because it's a fad or whatever, you know, I mean, no matter what it is, it doesn't have to be, you know, this doesn't have to be related to weightlifting, but, um, I, I just think it's a really valuable thing to be able to
0: fail. I don't know. It's, it's no, taught me a lot. Right. And then, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the whole, that's what got me into podcasting. Like that was the whole premise of, the podcast obviously i haven't done a pfrs podcast in a long t- time but um that was the whole thing is plan fail recover succeed yeah. and that's i mean if you follow that if you follow those unless this is just the word that's been thrown around in the last i don't know like two months after Liver King came out and this whole like fucking bullshit <laughs> but um like there are four key points or tenants or whatever is if you can live by those and just have those in a circle, right. What right. just a revolving circle. Uh, and it works great for me for, for construction, you know, like you obviously don't, the last thing you want to do in construction is fail, but it's going to happen in one way or another, yeah. whether it's a big fail or a little fail. Obviously we try to minimize our failures in construction. Um, but, The faster you can recover, the faster you can, can move on and succeed and you can plan all you want, but there's always going to be that one thing that, that slips by you. Yeah. Nobody's Um, perfect. Nothing's perfect in life.
1: I mean, you know, and um, it's interesting that we're talking about this because like when you came over today, um, I don't even want to say this out loud, but what you saw on the bar. What, 70 kilos? I failed that three times before you walked over, came, like before you came up. And I was highly frustrated. And it brings up um, a good topic that we we're going to talk about anyways, which is um, the mentality of, of, of lifting in your garage by yourself. Yep. Got to, I, I, I don't want to call it an argument, but I got into a discussion with my wife about it because she walked out and she goes, you look really frustrated. And this was after he left and I Mm -hmm. kept on trying to do stuff and just wasn't working out. Um, and I like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I am. I'm really frustrated right now and I don't getting into that groove and getting into the, um, the window doesn't have to be one, one thing, but that window of intensity or the atmosphere when you're by yourself and you're trying to lift and you're not with people and you what you pointed out my music was too quiet and like the atmosphere was all wrong and it Mm -hmm. just it's a grind and the way I've gotten through that in the past is I'm like okay um I was moving I got out on the platform I did it it wasn't awesome um but I did something and I think you know, a lot of people are talking about this right now, and I think we've talked about it a lot, which is consistency. You know, consistency will make you better at weightlifting, not lifting heavy weights all the time and failing, mm-hmm. like consistency of lifting. And although in the moment it's hard to look at that as failing at 70 kilos as that as consistency, right? Yeah. It's hard, but at the same time, you're still, chalking in a day. You're, you're clicking in. I got a day in of some solid, uh, of some lifting, maybe not solid. Um, Mm -hmm. I converted into some like bodybuilding, like rows and, you know, deadlifts and I did some squats and I I got something done, but me being, um, a little egotistical, I didn't get done what I wanted to get done. And that, that hurt my ego a little bit.
0: So, I think that recognizing that's huge. Um, being able to move on to bodybuilding stuff or "quote unquote" accessory work um, right. is very, very important. I think something that can help with us all in this re- in this regard mm-hmm. is, and I've never been a good, I've never been good about it. I've professed my hatred of it or just my my disdain i guess is the better word for keeping a gym journal or a a workout log um just because I, i i think that writing down my sets and reps and keeping track of that shit like i i keep track of it like my important numbers in my head right and if they're if they're actually important they stick if they're not that important then they don't but when When you're dealing with anything in life, having a journal and keeping track of how you're feeling, Mm -hmm. um, is, I think it's really, really important. I think in your in your circumstance and many people's circumstance, my my own, um, writing that down and saying, okay, so this is how I was feeling today. This these are the things that I was thinking about, and this is what I did to to get through it and as you're writing it down that'll kind of soothe the the sharpness of you know this the shittiness of the the workout right yeah yeah. because at least you're you're getting you're right you're calmed down you're writing it down and you're you're actually logging progress yeah you know not that it's that's anything you know that that's big and, and great and and whatnot but it's it's a foundation it, it builds that foundation that we talk about um knowing when to stop i think is just important is knowing yeah. when to keep going i agree you know like we we talk about striking when the iron's hot and and we've heard you know, if, the, if 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 the fire's hot, roast marshmallows, Great. whatever. But Great. in in one of our friends' brilliant, brilliant um, comparisons, you know, have a little campfire and then have a candle. Put your hand <laughs> over the candle. <laughs> like, guess it. what? That little kind of candle still hot. Yep. Um, yep. So, understanding the difference in. When it's like, okay, well, my intensity is misplaced. Your intensity is there. You have the drive. It's in your head. It's in your heart. But it's not It's not manifesting the way you want it to. So right. let's let's take some drive and say, okay, I got 45 minutes left or I got a half an hour left. I'm going to hit five sets of 15 rows. I'm going to do some pressing. Yep. I'm going to do some landmine work. And I'm going to squat.
1: And don't that's basically put, what I did.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like and that right there, that hypertrophy, that 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 amount of work that you put in is is just as important as feeling fucking awesome mm-hmm. and hitting everything clean and getting through your program flawlessly. Yeah. Right? And yeah. and feeling at the end like, "Oh man, I feel like I could do some extra shit." Yeah. Instead of being like okay well at least i'm here might as well make the best of it and and really get a sweat on and get those get the get that hypertrophy and get that you know i think that mindset right for the end goal or which is just to be better
1: yeah you know i think that uh you know you and i um it was last year about this time it was like you know you me and damon and then mm-hmm. and then you, know, you and me. Uh, I got, we got, at least I I got felt like I got a little spoiled because (laughs) you and you and I were, have always since day one have always worked really well together because your snatch is better and my clean and jerk is better. And so we constantly go back and forth with that stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's the sessions when you're alone, which this is going to sound funny, but it's the sessions when you're alone that you miss that, you know, that you're like, God, I wish I had that back. I wish I had that moment. Um, but it's interesting because as I just said that, I remembered a quote I heard the other day. It was, and it, it, was a, it was a Mike Tyson thing, but it was like, if you're worried about the future, you're worried about something that's not real. If you're worried about the past, you're worried about something that's not there anymore. Live in the present. Mm-hmm because that's the only thing that's real. And, you know, and that, um, that sits with me really well because I am constantly moving, 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 taking my next step, trying to understand, well, wait, wait, if I don't know what's going to happen in the future, how am I prepared? And so I, you, and that comes up in my weightlifting and like, mm-hmm. so I'm like, Shoot, if I'm, if I'm failing on this, what, what's going to happen a week down the road? But then a week down the road, I I'm throwing up a PR and I'm, and it's, And it's those times that you don't remember. It's always the times that you had that was really good that you're like, I wish I had that now. But as weightlifters, we are a little spoiled because we do a skilled movement and at times we can do it really well. (laughs) And most of the time, there's
0: somebody there to see it. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And so we build this expectation that we have to do it really well all the time and we don't. We just have to be consistent. I think it's impossible to do it really well all the time. I, even if it's your full-time job.
0: Like it, uh, I, again, well, it goes it goes back to the the failure talk. Yes, exactly. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. if you're doing it perfect every time, then you're not pushing hard enough. Yep. And if flip side, if you're fucking failing constantly, <laughs> Then you need to take a step back and reassess your plan, reassess your program, reassess your outside influences, whatever they may be, and figure out how to not fail constantly. Right. And like consistency of proper technique will breed success. However, Again, if you're not pushing yourself where that technique breaks down, and you find failure, then you're never going to have that success. You're just going to sit there right at the edge of of never knowing what you're fully capable of.
1: Yeah, I, I mean that's it, it. It's such a solid point, and I think that we sh- I wish we had like a something. I, I need to put something up to make me rem- remember that. Because mm-hmm. you know you're your own worst critic, and so when you're your own worst critic and you're in a garage alone, guess what you're doing? Criticizing yourself the entire time. Mm-hmm. But it's absolutely amazing when you get one other person in here, and uh, next thing you know, you're just moving like butter, like wham, bam, yep. bam it's hitting. Oh, well, and that
0: go- <laughs> it, it it helps so much. You know, we've I feel like the last six months we've kind of degraded into a. It's just as much of a beat bullshit session as it is a weightlifting session training yeah. session yeah but it's those times where you know you come over here and you're like i have to be done by this time yeah or i go over there i'm like shit i have to be home by 6 15 no later right, so we right. got we have 45 minutes to get three things in yeah <laughs> and we just we hit that that rhythm and that's where that magic happens. Um, I was going to hold this off. I think it's really pertinent to what we're talking about right now. I got two things I got to read you. One, I got to find real quick so I don't. Okay. Because it's on my Google Drive. Where'd it go? There it is. Okay. I wonder if I can have this and have. Hold on. Okay. So there's that. I try to have this up. So bear with me, listeners. I'm trying to get this so I can see Matt's reaction while I'm reading it. Okay. So the first one's uh uh, who is it by? I wrote down who it, who it is. Okay, so it's it's a poem by Marianne Williamson. It was in a movie. I can't remember which movie it is, but it has a Samuel L. Jackson in it. okay You'll probably recognize it because it comes up on a few reels every once in a while. <clears throat> oh yeah, get my get my reading voice on here <laughs> <clears throat> All right, our greatest fear is not that we're inadequate, but that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness that frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I? To be brilliant, gorgeous, handsome, talented, and fabulous. Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your plain small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are born to make manifest the glory of God within us. It is not just in some, of, some, it is in all of us. And as we let our light shine, we consciously give others permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our fear, our presence automatically liberates others.
1: Hmm. That um, no, first of all, that was, that was beautifully written, um, yeah. man. There's so everything about that's true. It. it, it that hits so deep that it's just like, I'm, I'm almost like speechless because I'm just like, well, how, where do I even start with that?
0: Yeah. Like, I mean, (sighs) okay. So go ahead. So I, I've heard that pops up on my feed every once in a while. And I, it's, it's always a kind of a cliff's notes version. And I finally looked it up and found it and I wrote it down. So I wouldn't forget it. Nice. Um, and it's actually, it's, always open on my desk in my notebook Awesome, my little string thing that holds a page is on it all the time yep. um so my dad when we were coming up and, and he always coached us i never he he had a thing that we would do at the end of the game at the end of of the week of practice and i never got like an explanation from him, or where it started, and I asked him to to write that down and and mail it to me. Actually, like put it in an envelope, put a stamp on the damn thing, and mail it to me so I could open it and read it. And he hasn't done that yet, and I'm impatient, so we're going to do this now. <laughs> Plus, it fits in with our conversation. Awesome. So the last when I wrote this down, it instantly made me think of what my dad's influence meant to me, and that statement that he had us chant. After a game win or lose, what it meant not just to me, but there's like there's guys that are ten years older than me that my dad coached that they might not remember hardly anything about the youth sports that my dad was involved in, but they remember that, yeah. and that one thing stuck sticks with them thirty years later, you know mm-hmm. um, and actually, so my dad helped my brother coach Pop Warner and basketball and that he's he's carried that on so my nephews have actually gotten to have that so with that i wrote this and i think it perfectly perfectly it this is what it means to me i guess so here we go okay i'm a winner as i limp off the platform final attempt made defeat walks past me to prove i fell short my father's words start ringing, I am a winner. I raise my eyes to the stadium past, broken and beat down by my by the nemesis, I'll come to know. Again those words, low and comforting, I'm a winner. After every practice, after every game, the reminder comes chanting to leave everything spent and bleeding. Words of hope, words of praise, I'm a winner. I stand proud one step down, weeping, aching, hobbled, not one ounce, unspent. I'm a winner. I'm a winner. I'm a winner. Hmm. So. That's really good. That's So. Good. That's really good. <clears throat> wow. Wow. Yeah, that was, that was, it's like the third time I've read that. <laughs> Damn it.
1: Yeah, no, I mean. And what, what, what's going on here is that you're, you're talking about something that people may act like they know, but they don't act at that. They know it doesn't actually come through. And it's such a, it's such a beautiful thing to hear. And it's such a, it just, it it embodies athlete, right? Mm -hmm. So no matter what happens, you walk off that platform, you walk off that field and you won because you look up at the stands and you got people, you look in, you know, the crowd, you got people watching you and they're not doing that. Nope. You know, they're not walking off that platform. They're not, as you walk off that platform, you thinking about like all the months of training and leading up. And I would, I always used to get really emotional after, um, after meets like like when after I hit my last clean and jerk, I would get really mm-hmm. emotional, and that and it's because of basically what you just read, and because you, um, you are just reliving like how much freaking work you just put into that, and people are excited, and people are watching you, and you're just like, I just did that, and th- that's one of the things, such a beautiful thing about the sport is that no matter what you do, you walk up that platform, you're a freaking winner Mm -hmm. because you won you beat something you may not have beat your opponent you may have bombed out but hey you got on that flat uh, on that platform and you actually did something you walked out there and that that's winning right there and you know if you have that mentality it's just it's unstoppable
0: i really i really believe it i think that You know, one thing that that John North taught me, I mean, he taught me a lot of things, but... Yeah. The most important thing for you to do in life as a weightlifter is to show up. Yeah. Pretty much everything else will take care of itself. If you show up, whether... It's not you versus, you know, the the seven other guys in the platform. Sorry.
1: Bow. I don't know what that was. I pressed the wrong button, dude. I'm so freaking sorry. You were you were on to something so amazing, and I just oh lord. I'm no, sorry. it's okay.
0: It's all good. We'll Holy out. shit. All right. I will, uh, I don't know if I'm going to cut that out or not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, my God, dude. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm, uh, okay. I don't know what
0: to say right now. i to regroup. Holy okay. shit. I'm sorry. So no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay <laughs> <laughs> all right so anyways when you walk out there yeah when you show up to a meet to the competition to 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 the local state nationals whatever show up to your training hall you're not if you show up to a competition you wait you make weight right mm-hmm. and if for whatever reason whatever level you're at you saw it, it hits you and you got to go pee, right? Right, right. The only the only two things that you have to worry about is the barbell and yourself. Yeah. Those are the only two things that can beat you as long as you show up. Mhm. It doesn't matter It doesn't matter if you're on the top of the podium a step down, two steps down, your name never, even gets called. If you show up and you beat yourself, the doubt, the self hate, the, the worrying, the fear, you beat that Mm -hmm. and you beat the barbell because just as much as, as your doubt, your fear and, and, and your self loathing and, 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 whatever grief you have as much as that can tear you down and weigh you down that the barbell is 10 times heavier than that and is will not let up even after you lift it and put it over your head. What's it do immediately after you're done? Hits the ground. It's the ground. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You, you, once you beat, once you conquer yourself, your mind, your emotions, if you, the only thing that's keeping that barbell up is you yep and if you if you can do those two things or those three things show up conquer yourself conquer the barbell you win for the day yeah and then you show up at the gym the next day or two days later and you work so you can do it again yep and it doesn't matter what doesn't matter what your teammates think doesn't matter what what You know, everybody else in your session thinks it doesn't matter what the judges think. Well, it kind of matters what the judges think, but, (laughs) but, you know, it doesn't matter what everybody who's watching thinks. Like, as long as those three things happened, you succeeded. Now, if, if you, you put everything in motion and the barbell just beat you down that day and you went two for six, one for six. Oh, for six, you know, at at least you got two of the three. Right. So, yeah, you're almost there. Right. That just means you need to work even harder. Yeah. And so, going to your point of trying to figure out how to get that, find that window, that looking glass into a moment in time for you to train by yourself. Those are the things you need to focus on. Yeah. You know, don't worry about what you're doing in that moment. Like, you know that you're there, right? You put your shoes on, you wrapped your knees, you threw your wrist straps on, put your straps on, you put your straps on if you're using them. We'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> and you put weight on the bar. So there's yep. one, Yep. right? If you, can, if you can get there and then the only thing you need to think about is this is going to help me show up when it's time. Don't worry about how much weight you put on the bar today, how much weight you're going to put on the bar tomorrow, right? Just know mm-hmm. that you getting there and you putting in the reps, the clean, precise reps, and if you miss, figure fuck out. Mm-hmm. And don't do it again. Right.
1: Isn't isn't it a vulnerable thing to know that we as people, we are the variable on that platform? That barbell doesn't change. The weight doesn't change. Mm-mm. We're the ones that change. We're the that's ones that get, has to get this, this, and this. And and as you're saying that, that's how it's summarizing in my head. Like, oh, it's like that light bulb moment. Like, we I am the variable. Nothing about that platform changed. Nothing about the weights. It didn't change. You know, so I can sit here and talk about consistency, but we are human and we are not perfect. And, you know, stepping on that platform is consistency. I think it gets misunderstood where consistency is getting out there, lifting heavy every day. Mm -hmm. And that's not, I'm not shooting fire at anybody. I'm just saying that's a common misconception in, in this sport is that I got to go heavy. And I think that a lot, like I got to go heavy. I got to hit a certain number. And if I don't, oh boy. And I catch myself in that. And, you know, this is, but, but to, it's, it's a super vulnerable thing to know that we are the variable. We are the ones that will change everything on that platform.
0: Mm-hmm. Ah, it's really neat. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's humbling. Yeah. You know, to think that, I mean, it, realistically, you know, unless you have an awesome routine and you've built it up over time and, and nothing goes wrong in your life for a good stretch, you know, like car doesn't break down. Your employees yeah. don't fucking decide to be <laughs> dirtbags, right? Um, you know, your kids are healthy, your wife's healthy and happy, your house is in one piece, like for a stretch of time, you can get training into the point where, you know, Getting, getting to the getting to your garage, getting to the gym, getting to the training hall, those things are so easy. But we, you know we take all that for granted. When one little hitch, one little hiccup, and it's just the fucking wheels fall off, yeah. and then it becomes it's no longer you versus the barbell. Because when all things are hunky dory and you know smelling like roses. The barbell is the only thing you got to worry about. Right. And most of the time in that circumstance, right? Like you're like, you can work up to 90% any day of the week, 95% most of the time, any day of the week. Right. But, you know, throw a little argument with your wife in right before (laughs) training or in the morning
1: (laughs) or just in the morning or have your kid run out and tell you he wants some milk.
0: Want, w- wants some milk or he wants two milk yeah
1: either or you know you ah. never really know with that kid but yeah. he runs out and pop her dad can you give me some milk and i just look at him and he knows oh okay okay bye
0: that was so funny yeah yeah <laughs> hey is it too heavy for you yeah, yeah. <laughs> did and you get in, in, in there, and you got it there's like there's <laughs> that yeah. much milk left in the bottom yeah Yep. yeah oh man So yeah, I did like, I think, I I think it's really cool what we do and what we're able to be part of and, and super blessed to have, you know, the people in our lives that have influenced this, us in this sport over the last five, six years. And, um, it's fun to just build on it and, you know, move on and see what's in the future with with coaches, with teams, with, with PRs, with comp, you know, what, what comes up with competitions. Um, it's just, it's pretty cool. It's it's super yeah. fun. I was actually thinking about that. I haven't talked to Sarah about it, but like that, that competition coming up in March or in April, I might actually do it, depending on how things go with the camp and how, how Yeah, just stressed out of my mind I am. Yeah, I may totally. or may not do it, but, um, I might do it. I think it'd be fun.
1: I'm going to be doing it. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it's just something to, to keep your mind tight, you know, something Mm -hmm. to work for. And it doesn't, you know, I, I, I've, in the past I've over, I've overthought those things and, um, been like, you know, I have to be really focused, but I'm going to go out there and I'm going to have fun and it's going to be a good time and I'm going to lift weights and I'm going to compete and, you know, it'll be, it'll be a fun meet. You know, Joe Beck always throws good meets. So
0: yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think I'm probably one of the least focused, like, competition day person. People. Really? Persons. Yeah. Person peoples? Like, person peoples. <laughs> like, I have so much, like, I'm just not, when I'm on the platform, it's different. Like, I'm, I'm yeah. pretty, pretty stoic on the platform. I guess that's the, might that's be good. the word. Yeah,
1: that's a really good, yeah, absolutely. I, like I, agree I, with I that.
0: typically don't. I don't have a lot of pizzazz. I don't have a lot of emotion, which is, I think is a downfall when it comes to clean and jerk, like snatches. Usually I have some attitude, but when clean and jerks come around, it's just like, it's going to lift it. It's either going to go up or it's not. And I, I've been working to change that. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it, if I do end up doing it, it'll be super fun. We'll get to, I think, well, the last meet that I did was the one we did together at, uh primal yeah right yeah also a joe Beck meet yeah and that yeah. was that was awesome except for we had to wear masks and yes not to say <laughs> that i would <laughs> not have go. bombed out a snatch. here we go here we not go to say that i wouldn't have bombed out of snatches if i didn't have to wear a mask but hey ha- having to wear masks i know everybody else did nobody else bombed out well Correct. there was one dude there was one other dude
1: oh yeah he took off
0: real quick too yeah he did um but but yeah, so with that, but,
1: yeah, with that, with that, you want to hear, you want to hear my hot take?
0: Yeah, I do. <laughs> Hit me with it. Cause we it has to do with, it has to do with meat prep. No, a little it, bit.
1: It has to do with meat prep a little bit, but hot take, knowledge. we do not need straps to lift. In fact, I'm going to take it as far as if you PR with a strap with straps mm-hmm. on, That's a PR with straps on. That is not a PR. There's my hot take. Shoot the shots. (laughs) Because here's the thing. We don't get to let, we don't get to compete with straps on. Straps, in my opinion, and I know my opinion is only in this weightlifting world is only five years old. Um, but in my opinion, um, straps are good for complexes. Straps are good for heavy, 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 110% pulls. Um, straps are good for, um, going from the hip. Uh, but pulling from the ground, I don't think you should use straps.
0: (coughs) I'd go one more. Okay. I'll, 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 I'll go to the, the flip side of that in a second but i'll i'll, I'll go one more on you okay i think there should be more pulling from the ground no hook ah but that's you just know, me because i have better no hook i have freaking meat hooks <laughs> yeah. and i i can grip the bar and i've been in construction in a welder for 20 years now so i i actually have a good i have good natural genetic grip strength or whatever and there's not a lot of people to do so i i understand the need for hook grip but like i think like cornell will do he'll switch it up in the middle of middle of training like he'll go hook and then he'll be like "Eh, i'm gonna go no hook and then oh i'm gonna throw straps on and then you know he gets up he'll drop the straps go back to hook grip and i think changing up scenarios like that is actually it's good for the mind it's good for the emotions it's good for technique being able to adjust on the fly yep um i think people who train okay here uh, i think people that that are younger say three year three solid years in the sport when i say solid i mean like was that 36 months of nearly unbroken training yeah yeah yeah. um with a coach like with an actual in-person coach and maybe Um,
1: some meats under your belt
0: yeah I don't think you should be using straps unless you have an issue, unless you have an injury, like your, your callus is burned off and, and like you can't grip the, you physically can't grip the bar. Right. Um, I really don't think you should be training with straps from the ground. However, I think anything that is not from the ground, you should absolutely use straps. If you're doing a pull plus hang, use straps. If you're doing triples, even if they're from the ground, if you're doing triples, use straps. If you're doing triple, okay, here, separate fucking hot take. (laughs) If you take a step back after you drop the bar, it is not considered a double or a triple. Fuck you. I do not care. If you take a step back. If you drop the bar, take a step back, take a breath, Okay. And approach the bar again. That is not. That is not yeah, a fucking no. double. It's not a triple. Correct. And so, if you say I pr'd my double, and you had five to ten seconds between, and you let go of the bar, yes, and stood yes. all the way up, and caught your breath with two or three breaths, that's not a fucking pr. Eat a dick. I don't <laughs> care.
1: <laughs> no, I couldn't agree more. I, you know, my cursor is always like, if I my hand comes off that bar, guess what? I'm doing a double again because. Mm-hmm. Your hand and any double or triple your hands should not come off that bar. That's mm-hmm. the whole point.
0: Now, even cleans like you need to follow that bar down, okay. reset and go. Now, if your hands are on the bar and you're in your start position and you take a breath or if your ass is up in the air and you take an extra breath, 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 mm-hmm. you take an extra <laughs> breath. That's one thing. But if you stand up, take a couple steps back, look around. No, like no, Sorry. No, no, that's uh-uh. not happening. Sorry. I don't care. I don't care who good good you are. I don't care who you are, <laughs> what nation you're from. It doesn't fucking matter. It really doesn't. Does
1: yeah. No. I. Like I, this, I don't... this
0: stems back to like watching guys say that, and like if you actually pay attention, because they'll step out of frame a little bit, or they'll like just stand there <laughs> solid. But they stood there solid long enough for them to speed up the clip in between sets, so yeah. it looks like they didn't take 15 seconds between their between right. their first and second mm-hmm. rep. And they're and then they're super proud of themselves. Like that's good. You did an amram or no AMRAP. Like you did an emom. Good job. You did a three rep three, three rep emom. Congratulations.
1: <laughs> that's exactly what it is. I was gonna say you just did a couple <laughs> heavy singles. Like there yeah. you go.
0: Good job. Good which job. which you know some of these guys are doing 130, 140, 150 <laughs> <Yeah>. kilo snatches. <laughs> right. But, awesome, and, and that's that's awesome. Congratulations! But yeah, it's not a double. It's not no, a triple. It's, not. it's absolutely not. So could anyway.
1: agree more on that one. I, I'd like to debate it, but I can't. I, there's no debate <laughs> on that.
0: <laughs> but so yeah, so straps on any complex, mm-hmm. um, I think are almost a necessity. Not just to protect your hands, but to keep your Um, if you're, if you're doing hangs like Mm -hmm. a hang triple, yeah. Um, some of these bars in, in gyms and training halls are worn the fuck out, right? Like you have no knurling. Yeah. So like, yeah, I've, I've found like, even with straps, my, cause I'm all the way at the collars, even with some, even with straps on some of these bars, my, my grip slides in an inch on each hand, you know, that completely changes everything. That changes body position, that changes contact point, that changes overhead position. So like, if you're trying to do that with hook grip, then you're kind of screwed. Yeah, I agree. So, um, I don't know. If you have really, Kyle, Kyle Lee, his (laughs) hands are, he should be lifting on a women's bar Is is, his hands are so small. (laughs) Sorry, his tiny hands. He does have tiny he, hands. He needs straps.
1: I mean, he's, listen, he's, if, he's, if, he's, if he, it's something you need, then go with it. But yeah, uh, I mean, but Kyle also competed really well. So um, I'm not, I'm not going to, I don't know if I'm going to let the small hand ones go because that dude, I mean, he, yeah. He yeah. He me every day. <laughs> like, so, You know,
0: Crazy little fat agent. He's, he
1: can... <laughs> he's not very fat anymore. I don't know if you've seen him recently. <laughs> no, no, he is loked. <laughs> he's like he's like
0: a solid eighty nine. Yeah. 90, actually, he would lift really well ninety four old ninety four weight class. Oh, buddy. Whew. Yeah. He hasn't been posting. He's engaged. I wonder when he's getting married. He probably has a year before he's getting married. Yeah. But <clears throat> yeah, dude. Good times. I think that's yeah, I think that's that's about right. Yeah, fifty-two pretty minutes. Good. Pretty good. Hot take. Hot take. Some good. Hot take. <laughs> some good. Some good. Personal talk. Um, let's go into uh, camp talk real quick. So we, uh, you and I, had a nice little um, video conference the other day, going over food yep. stuff. Um let me tell you guys the menu is going to be pretty bougie. Pretty bougie. Um, In comparison to the summer summer camp, which is at my at my cabin. Um it is definitely a camp out. with not not to say the food wasn't bomb, but it the comparatively to what we're having this time around. Yeah. Um the food definitely matches the residents. Yes. That you was know what I mean. Point. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, yeah, we're looking. We're looking really good on food. The equipment is now in our collective possession. It's, it's not an organ yet, but it's we we got it going on. Um. Obviously, platforms are taken care of. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, we got we got a little few little things to get yeah. figured out as far as uh, some recovery stuff that we've talked about. Um, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more off air on where that's going. Um, but yeah, we scored our, I guess it's technically our third sponsorship for this camp because first yep. was Neon, um, Neon Strength Equipment, which is in the midst of restructuring and I'm just gonna leave it at that without spilling the beans too much because mm. nothing's been finalized yet. Um on their end. Um Sports Nutrition Center, shout out to them for always being on board from the start. Um If Levy's. you live in
1: if you live in Portland you and you haven't gone there
0: you absolutely have get to get off go there.
1: whatever couch you're on and get over there.
0: They have so much random like they are a classic. I mean oh. it's it's not it's not a weightlifting, quote unquote, weightlifting nutrition shop, and it's not sports. It's it's not GNC. It's nope. not nope. any kind of corporate bullshit nutrient shop. It is a bodybuilder, powerlifter, weightlifter forward shop. They have everything. When yep. I say everything, I mean everything that you could ever need as a bodybuilder. And for owned
1: and operated by an uh, a retired bodybuilder, exactly. And she is it, the coolest person you'll meet. Like oh, the stories she has alone will keep you yeah. in that place for longer than you need to be.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like seriously, like you can walk in there, get your stuff, and walk out. But if you really want the experience, slate out a half an hour. Yeah, and just go or longer, and just yeah. go in there and shoot the shit. She is amazing. Mm, she's really uh, cool. So she's on board. We haven't really talked about what she's doing. I kind of leave it in her hands to uh, throw a goodie bag together for the athletes. Yeah. Um, but she she stepped up last time and she told me specifically that this year is going to be better. So, and I couldn't, I mean, realistically, I couldn't ask for more than she did last year. But yeah, yeah. So
1: she rocked this, last
0: year. It's pretty awesome. Um, but the big one right now, the biggest one right now, other than other than Neon, um, is a huge partnership for us. But Onyx Weightlifting Company out of um, SoCal Weightlifting, um, Southern California. Yeah. Talked to um, Chris down there this week and they are on board. They will be supplying uh, either straps or wrist straps and some other stuff. For the athletes, um, we haven't negotiated the full deal, but it is a solid collaborative partnership for Kilo Chasers and Onyx Weightlifting. Yeah. So that's huge, huge, um, big one. In fact, I, I didn't realize how big a how big a team he had. It was like two hundred plus lifters. Really, that place is huge. Holy, yeah, yeah. He said he has a hundred, at least hundred lifters go through that gym every single day. Wow, for a weightlifting gym. I mean, they do CrossFit and everything else too, but like, yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot, that's a shit ton. Yeah. So, um, outside of the camp, we're working on some collaborative stuff. We we briefly talked about it off off air. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's super exciting. Those guys down there are all about it. Um, it was a, it was a really good like half hour long conversation. Excuse me. Um, and you know those guys, they I don't even think I don't know if it's live yet. I don't know how many people know about it, but they're bringing back the one and only American designed and built and manufactured weightlifting Olympic weightlifting equipment. Oh, I know what you're talking about ever made. So, um, and they're keeping they, they've got their manufacturing stream down, they got the packaging down, they got the, the patents. I think they got patents. It, they reverse engineered the shit from the original stuff from the sixties. Yep. Um, and yeah, so they're, they're working hard on that. Hopefully that'll get released soon. Um, but pull out your pocketbook because they have a lifetime warranty. Oh, they're really? the only, only weightlifting equipment in the world that has a lifetime that will have a lifetime warranty. But, um, Anyhow. Yeah, that's it. Uh, get on the Discord. Check it out. Um, just go on to Discord.com or get the app and make yourself a little account and check us out. Um, drop me a line uh, on Discord or you can hit me up on Instagram at kilochasers on Instagram or at PFRS. If you are an uh, Apple Podcast savvy individual, you have to look <laughs> up um tell your friends to look up pfrs on apple podcast it does not come up as gila chasers i need to fix that um but we have some good shows coming up we're gonna have tommy morga on next nice. month that's awesome um, we're bringing alejandro partida back he's my buddy down in mexico my chef buddy he's gonna yep. come on and talk about what he has going on he put on he was the director of a huge uh volleyball tournament down there national bo- volleyball tournament. Well, actually there's i think it was a world 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 level competition down there right um so he's super prominent in that in that uh in that window in that space that sports space um so we're going to chat with him have a good show with that um got a couple other people we're going to have on again. Um, uh, yeah. What you got going now?
1: Yeah. Max effort kitchen. We always have at least three irons in the fire <laughs> because that's, that's right. just the way I work. Um, you know, uh, still working on that website. I'm working on a, um, uh, getting a mic system so I can start cooking and doing podcasts on YouTube, uh, at least little clips. And then we can work something from there. But just you know, just keep tuning in. Uh, we took a week off because um, life, life got in the way. Yeah. So we just, I, just yeah. I took a week off of Max ever Kitchen and, and regrouped, and we'll be back. Uh, in fact, I think I'm doing a show tomorrow night. So, um, sweet, yeah, tune in, Max ever Kitchen podcast.
0: It's better than the month and a half that I took off. <laughs> um. <laughs> I was listening to a podcast <laughs> the
1: other day. It was last, actually actually was last night, and it was like, uh, don't call it a comeback, and it was like a four month. Time that they had taken off. I was like, oh I got to listen to this one."
0: Hey, that <laughs> it, actually sounds. Thing. Yeah, sounds really familiar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> sorry, that was, that, was, that was a jab. Yeah. yeah. Um. Oh, 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 oh. Go check out the new merch on the Kilo Chasers website. Yes, at kilochasers.com. New Kilo Chasers weightlifting collective T-shirts. They're super basic, super comfortable. Probably some of the best shirts you'll buy. Um. But they are come in multiple colors, and we got crew necks that uh, we'll have some. We'll have them in hand here in about a week, so we'll get some pictures, some actual like not stock photos, <laughs> and uh, the t-shirts. Some t-shirts have been ordered and going out, so go check them out, pick one up, support the podcast, support yep. the support the movement per se, and uh, yeah, we'll talk to you guys later. Adios.